0: and affiliates pricing coverage match limited by state law.
1: Dress for success. Put on your tall hat and rubber gloves and long gray coat. Success requires this specific outfit. Welcome to Night Vale. again, which apparently means it's baseball season. My brother-in-law, Steve... (sighs) Steve and I took his stepdaughter Janice for Little League baseball tryouts this weekend. Steve and Janice play catch a lot together. She really loves the sport. It's actually pretty adorable. She shouts things like Go farther, Steve! I want to see how far I can throw the ball. And I shout things like Keep going, Steve. See how far away you can go. The tryouts were at the Haunted Baseball Diamond over near the Shambling Orphan housing development. There were a lot of kids there. Say what you will about all the people from Desert Bluffs moving to Nightvale, and I've said many things, but it's created enormous growth in youth sports. There are leagues for kids with all kinds of interests and abilities. Janice tried out for a wheelchair softball league, the first of its kind in Nightvale. Plus, I got to spend time talking to Little League baseball coaches Betty Lucero and Lucia Taraschenko. Lucia is a fascinating woman, so despite having to be around Steve all day, I had a pretty good time. More on that in a bit, but first, the news. In a study released today, the Greater Nightvale Medical Community has found a statistical link between a high carbohydrate diet and the number of squirrels on your lawn. According to the study, they found that people who take in a higher than normal number of carbohydrates have an average of 4.74 squirrels somewhere on their lawn. But those with lower carb intake have a slightly different number of squirrels. A representative from the Greater Nightvale Medical Community said, you can see from this pie chart, and here the representative pointed at an American flag, that the data shows a statistical link between these things. Another representative, who was previously unnoticed, then emerged from behind the first representative and stated, It is important that you adjust your carbohydrate intake and or your trust slash distrust of squirrels accordingly. The first representative then did a set of twelve push-ups the kind where you clap your hands between each one. Believe us, we're doctors. A third representative said, as she lowered herself down, head first from the ceiling at the back of the room. As everyone turned to see her, she said, Just kidding. And then the three representatives began juggling and doing yo-yo tricks to hip-hop music. And now it's time for another edition of Hey There, Cecil. Hey there, Cecil. I just moved into a new apartment, and after two months, my landlord is telling me I'm behind on rent. But I've been paying my rent. On the last day of each month, I carry a 20-stone bag of quartz chips and two pheasant carcasses and lay them outside his office. What am I doing wrong? Also, what is the currency these days? Signed, In Debt in Old Town. Hey there, In Debt. Well, I think you're in the wrong here. Courts and dead pheasants are not currency. They have not been legal tender since the 1990s, so you are in arrears on your rent. Here's what I would do. Write a nice note to your landlord explaining you didn't understand how money works. Then maybe find a different job where they pay you an actual American currency which has no physical form and is just a series of arbitrary numbers printed on ATM receipts. Hope this helps. Hey there Cecil. I love dogs a lot. The other day, I saw a young couple out walking the cutest little beagle puppy. I asked if I could pet him. They didn't say anything, but the dog had the sweetest expression. So I pet the dog. The couple didn't speak or move. She just glared at me. The boy was smiling. And as the dog licked my hand, I asked the boy, what's your dog's name? And the boy laughed. It was a cruel, hollow laugh. And I pet the dog once more and they left. And I can't get that dog out of my head. I'm dreaming about it now. Terrible dreams, terrible dreams where I cannot move. I wake physically incapacitated and crying. When I can finally move, I run to the bathroom needing to vomit but unable. I am covered in cold, cold sweat, but my face is on fire. I hunch over the sink, spitting up small globs of black tar every single night. So my question is, should I get a dog? And if so, is a beagle a good breed? Signed, Dog Lover in Downtown. Hey there, Dog Lover. You should absolutely get a dog. You sound allergic to beagles, so maybe a Basset instead. Hey there, Cecil. What are you doing Saturday night at, say, 8 p.m.? Would you be interested in an opera and drinks after? Signed, Lonely Boy in the Laboratory. Hey there, Lonely Boy. Yes, I would very much like an opera and whatever else after. And now back to the tryouts. Coach Lucia Tereschenko told me she has been seeing more and more of those strangers lately. And she does not like them. They stand and stare at the kids, at the coaches, at the parents, just breathing, not moving or speaking. Them I do not like, Lucia said. At first I thought they were from these Desert Bluffs. So many of those people coming to Nightvale, but Desert Bluffs families play in the baseball league now. I meet them, they are nice people, they are good people. They do not stand and stare and breathe, Lucia said. These strangers, they are from someplace else. Not here, not Desert Bluffs. They are not humans. They are not even ghosts, believe me, I should know. Lucia said and then laughed. Get it, because I am dead? I told Lucia I got it, but she continued, I'm dead, Cecil, it's funny, laugh, okay? I am a ghost. And so I laughed. It was genuinely funny. But then she went suddenly solemn. Oh, these strangers. They remind me of those terrible men on the train. I asked Lucia, what men on the train? but just then an errantly thrown baseball bounced to a stop at Lucia's feet. She bent over to pick it up, but being a ghost, her hands went right through it. Ah, Cecil, some days I can pick up the ball, some days I cannot. Will you help? I picked up the baseball and threw it back to the child, who nearly fell over running, but caught it nonetheless. And Lucia said, You still have a good arm, Cecil. You are a great shortstop. I told her I don't, remember playing baseball and she laughed and said well you know what they say about growing old memory is the second thing to go i asked what's the first relevance she said quickly relevance listeners sorry i have to interrupt my story we're getting another call from Hiram mcdaniels literal five-headed dragon and former mayoral candidate Hiram is in the jailhouse for attempting to kill our current mayor, and he's on our phones now. Hiram, hello?
2: Cecil, it's me, Hiram's Violet Head.
1: Uh, Hello, Violet. Listeners, it was Hiram's Violet Head who courageously turned in his other four heads for their crimes against the mayor. Violet, how are you?
2: They cut a hole in the cell where our main body and our other four heads are. My head is poking out of the hole and into the fresh air. Technically, I'm not in jail, but I'm also not free. I think I've made a mistake.
1: You did the right thing, Violet. Your other four heads wanted to kill the mayor. There are five of us,
2: but there is one of us.
1: I'm not sure I follow.
2: Do I contradict myself? Very well that I contradict myself. I am large. I contain multitudes. Ah,
1: uh-huh. my favorite line from Die Hard.
2: Cecil, I've removed myself as a witness for the prosecution. I stand with my other heads. I stand with and for myself. And it sure is nice to have you back, Purp. Uh, Sorry, you are not purple. You are violet. I respect that. Thanks, Goldhead. Injustice makes me sad. We're going to do our best, Gray. We're going to do our best. We will burn the courthouse. We will devour the judge. We will crush the jury with our tail. They are shackling and muzzling us for our own trial, Cecil. They think our greenhead is serious in his threats. My threats are only metaphors, you soft sentient pouches of future food. Cecil, I, I cannot be separated from myself. I, I may disagree with myself, but I am in this altogether.
1: Violet, I don't know if. But listen,
2: Cecil. If not Vale knew the trouble they were in, they'd let us out so we could help fight these strangers.
1: Oh, believe me, Hiram, the new sheriff is working double time to get rid of the desert bluffs.
2: Not desert bluffs, people, Cecil. They're harmless, hard-working folks. I'm talking about the strangers. The ones that don't move. The ones that breathe. You tell your mayor, friend, I can stop them. We're not strong enough. They would be quite resistant to our fire and even our strength. We will tear the strangers to pink fleshy shreds and then chew them and then swallow them. I am being literal. I will fight with you, Green. You two gold and gray and blue. We could do this. We could do this. But but Cecil, we need out of this prison.
1: Uh, I don't know what I can do about that, Hiram.
2: I'm sure you'll think of something. We are going to make it through this. Thanks, buddy.
1: Well then, let's have a word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by the Dove Campaign for Real Beauty. Super real beauty. Beauty so real you won't even recognize it as your own. Like a set of human lungs on a white table. So real, so beautiful. Most people have lungs, expanding, contracting, attached to nothing. Just lungs on a white table. Most beauty products won't show you what a set of human lungs look like, because they think you can't handle real beauty. They will Photoshop out the model's lungs, leaving a gaping, gory hole in their chests. But an empty upper rib cavity is not what a real person looks like. No, we look like this. A pair of lungs breathing autonomously on a white table in a white room with music playing. Inspirational music, mostly choir and keyboards, you know the drill. Don't gotta tell you about inspirational music, am I right? Dove, Lungs on a White Table. Little League coach Lucia Taraschenko told me the incredible story of her journey to Nightvale. When she was a young woman, she left her home to travel west, across America. She wanted to find a new life for herself out of the crowded, smoke-choked cities. She walked for miles, picking up work in roadside towns. She rode in carriages when she had money, and she eventually found a job, making belts for an old tanner who worked Lucia long hours for little pay. The old tanner was otherwise kind, and treated Lucia like her very own daughter, because she never had a family. But the tanner grew ill, and Lucia took care of her, bathing her and fetching herb mixtures from the apothecary. One morning, the old woman was no more. Lucia ran her business for a while longer, but since the tanner had no heirs, and Lucia did not feel she had found her true home, she continued west where there was supposedly golden sunshine along an azure sea. Soon, however, she once again was in desperate need of money so that she could eat and could sleep in safety. She met some men, silent men, men who kept their faces in shadows, who kept their voices in shadows, who kept their guns in shadows. And she worked for them, never knowing what her job was just that she was to ride the train with them until the time was right. One afternoon, the men stood up simultaneously and moved in different directions. One to the front of the train, one to the rear. One climbed through the ceiling onto the roof of the car. Two more drew pistols on the passengers. They told Lucia to keep everyone calm. The train whined to a halt, and the men hurriedly unloaded crates from the rear car onto a horse drawn cart. The crates were warm, warmer than the air around them. They smelled sharp and earthy, like freshly ground cinnamon. The apparent sheriff of the little town they stopped in, the town of Nightvale, a place she'd never heard of, soon arrived. He was wearing a welding mask and a cowboy hat. The sheriff drew his gun on the shadowy men, but being outnumbered, he was unable to do much to stop them. So, while calming the others on the train, Lucia crept behind one of the men. He had a kerchief drawn across his face. Not an actual kerchief tied in front of his face, but a simulacrum of patterned fabric hand-drawn on his face. Using one of her leather belts, Lucia whipped the gun out of his hand and deftly picked it up from the ground. She fired at the outlaws, felling both. Outside, the sheriff felled two more. But as she climbed up the top of the car, she heard a shot from just below her. And then she was lying on her back. She couldn't remember why she had laid down. She saw in the sky just above her a dark planet of awesome size, lit by no sun. She didn't know how she had not noticed it before. It was so close. An invisible titan, all thick black forests and jagged mountains and deep turbulent oceans. And then, well, let me take you first to the weather.
3: lost to some follow the compass or some follow the cross me i follow rose compulsively till sirens call me off then i wander eyes closed following songs rivers a hymnal in the leaves of applause trees singing whispers with the wind pulling their arms hold still and listen your hand in my heart if you need them these beacons will lead you back to the start yep no access in these woods since before your father stood that path is of all that wander through it Old growth holds hope Let the brave scrape your skin Scars of storybooks Blot or wash away your sins Now let that sun slip Then let that moon rise Follow in no footsteps Listen for the true gods What to play tricks Upon pretty blue eyes Is that Plymouth the river Or your village finally broke? Before this state packing up supplies Preparing for a long trip They may not survive Many of them notice they would rather die than believe the question. So, 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 this is why we try. We bet it all on hopeless and swim against the tide until our every bone is broken. A sinking ship is still a ship. No captain spoke the orbit till the crew is flew. Crows nested silent beneath the ocean. We set sail without an anchor. We count upon that never stop. An anchor's just a coffin nail waiting for that hammer drive. It holds you by the ankles till it pulls you to the anchor, Run to be able to slip out from under the devil's thumb. Keep your anchors. My home is where my head is hung Postcard, printed paper, and love notes from the lattice rung Blessed are the vagrant, the lonely, all the static ones It's every trip there's confirmation This world is just ravishing, I know It seems like we're all lost We can follow this river back home River back home, river back home oh, oh. I know It seems like we're all lost We see the secrets, we know the
1: Asked Lucia if that's how she died. Well, one moment I'm in a gunfight, she said, and the next moment I'm a ghost. She asked if I had a cigarette. I don't smoke, so I said no. Eh, I couldn't hold it anyway, she admitted. Why are you living in a baseball diamond? I asked her. She said this wasn't always a baseball diamond, it was just a field. A field where train tracks used to run a field where a train once rolled to a stop. But right around this time, the game of baseball was becoming popular and kids began coming to the field to play. Lucia watched and learned and grew to love the sport's simplicity and structured grace. It's a beautiful game, Cecil. So I started trying to coach the kids, but since I'm translucent and hazy, they got scared and ran away, calling this the haunted baseball diamond. Over time, the kids realized I had some helpful things to say about batting stances and hitting the cutoff men, so they came back. Lucia turned to one of the kids. I am the ball, Manny! she shouted. I asked Lucia, So, you think those men on the train were related to these strangers in Nightvale now? You do not see evil like that very often, she said. But no. "'Those men on the train performed their evil "'because they needed whatever was in those crates "'more than they needed life or peace,' she said. "'These strangers, they don't need anything. "'They are evil for evil's own sake.'" I looked over and saw Steve and Janice coming my way. They were high-fiving and grinning. Lucia said, "'She's a good kid, good arm.'" She's going to be a great shortstop like her uncle. I told Lucia I hope we have a good baseball season and it was wonderful catching up with her. Steve, Janice, and I turned to walk back to Steve's van. Lucia whispered to me, We're past time for hope, Cecil. They're no longer coming. They're here. And we cannot stop something that wants nothing. Staring straight at Janice, ignoring Lucia, I said, You made the team. Congrats. Let's get ice cream. Behind us, I heard a distant bark. It was a sweet, sickening yelp. And in the reflection on the van window, I could see a boy in a hoodie, holding a beagle puppy, and both of them were looking at us. I felt cold sweat, but my face was hot. My tongue was sticky and thick. "'Steve, can we get a dog?' Janice said, all strapped in. "'Let's get that ice cream, okay?' I interrupted. The dog barked again, and I did not look. I did not look at anything as I got in my seat and shut the door. I felt like throwing up. "'Thanks for driving, Steve,' I said, putting my hand softly on his arm. He looked momentarily amused. No, no. Not amused. Concerned. And we drove away as Janice told us all about her new team. Stay tuned next for something lurking just outside your window. Don't worry. It's not a human. And as always, good night, Night Vale. Good night.
4: Welcome to Night Vale is a production of Night Vale Presents. It is written by Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner and produced by Joseph Fink. The voice of Night Vale is Cecil Baldwin. The voices of Hiram McDaniels were Jackson Public. Original music by Disparition. All of it can be found at disparition.info or at disparition.bandcamp.com. This episode's weather was The River, The Woods by Astronautilus. Find out more at astronautilus.com. Comments, questions, email us at info at welcometonightvale.com or follow us on Twitter at Nightvale Radio. Check out welcometonightvale.com for more information on this show, as well as all sorts of cool Night Vale stuff you can own. And while you're there, consider clicking that donate link. That's a link you can click in order to donate. Today's proverb. Dance like the government is watching.
3: From the creators of Welcome to Night Vale, Alice Isn't Dead, and Within the Wires comes a new Audible original. Unlicensed, In the outskirts of Los Angeles, where the cul-de-sacs and strip malls sprawl into the desert, two unlicensed private investigators scrape by on whatever small cases come their way. But when a teenage girl pleads for them to take the strangest case of their career, this unlikely pair, with no resources and no backup, will follow a trail of seemingly unconnected cases, which will lead them to a ransom, a murder, a mysterious wellness center, and a conspiracy that might go all the way to the governor. It's important to catch small fires early. They don't stay small for long. Unlicensed. Available
1: now at audible.com unlicensed.